0: is not me bragging, but I recently started going to the gym for the first time, basically in my life. But uh, I, I did go to the, and this is more like strength training. I've never like I've always been a twig my whole life, and I'm like kind of okay with that. but I was like, hey, maybe I could change that. But um, I think I, I, as I was thinking about why is this, I never been to the gym like gone back. This may be the reason. I thought about it. My freshman year in high school, we had PE or we had gym class and then there was a certain amount of time you could actually go into the gym where all the football players would go and get get yoked and um and I was like okay let me try it and my friend my friend was doing football and he would go in there and lift weights and so I decided like okay he, he pulled me around pulled me into it and again I was freshman in high school I was just the tiniest little twig and um I was la- I was tall and lanky but I was a twig um, so he uh so I was at this point I was a freshman but there were sophomores in the class too and the time sometimes timing is just does not work in your favor. so here's what happened. Um, I was doing I was doing a bench press, but my friend told me to do it with just the bar and do it a large rep. so he told me to do to do this out here 20 times, just like a few inches down like that, and then do down here 20 times, and then do a full motion. 20 times. So that's 60 times of, of, of uh, actually moving up and down. And, um, and so I was doing it and I was getting tired after the first one. And then down here I was getting fatigued and then going all the way out like 10 and then up to 15. And around like 17, I really started to slow down. My muscles were just fatiguing. And right at that time is when, when the sophomore boys walked in and they just see me going like this with just the bar. The bar is not that heavy. You shouldn't be struggling with the bar. And they just, I, and I'm, I made eye contact with them. And they just see me like this with just the bar. <laughs> just like struggling. My face is turning beat red. And I kind of look at them and I just like, yeah, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> and so that, that, that sense of uh, like, yeah, you're not, who are you? And so I think that instilled some fear in me. And this isn't the point of why I said, but hey, I finally overcame that fear, I guess. I don't know. I'm back. So, uh, the reason I bring that up in the big picture, that was kind of the side story. But I started going to the gym and I had no idea what to do. You know, there's all these weird machines. And I've seen the, the fail videos where you see someone going in there and they have the head, their head in there on the thing your leg's supposed to be at. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. And so, I'm thinking about, like, okay, what do I do? And so, before I even said, I'm going to go to the gym, I decided to ask my friend if he would go with me because I knew he knew what he was doing and because I had no idea where to start. And so he provided that for me. And it's been a great, great uh, accountability. We hold each other accountable. We encourage each other. And he's shown me what I'm supposed to do because I had no idea where to start and, um, and anywhere, any idea what to do. And so here's how that ties in. I believe a lot of us just want to hear God's voice. Like, God, this would be awesome if you could tell me what you feel about this situation. God, this would be awesome if you could direct me in the path to choose. God, this would be awesome if I'm doing the wrong thing. I want you to let me know. God, this would be awesome if you could tell me that I have these decisions to make. Which one should I make? If you desire to hear God's voice, if you desire to have God be the, God's voice be the solution to a thousand problems in your life, my encouragement is to start with God's word. That right there is the number one way God speaks to you. I hundred percent believe that. That God is. So many people say, "Man, where do I start?" And we're starting looking at all these other ways. Do not turn on the TV for God's voice. Don't open up Facebook. Don't open up Instagram. Open up God's Word. That is the number one way God will speak to you. And when you do that, I believe God will speak to you, and that will be a solution to a thousand problems in your life. Now, now we uh, we. We are in the middle of this series, and, and, and uh, the series is called Whisper. And so it all comes down to this idea that God whispers to us. That the, and and the, the idea of a whisper is that it's the most intimate way of communication. Like often we just want God just to speak to us in a loud, audible voice, and, and he's, he's done that throughout Scripture, but how often it is that God wants us to lean in. Because if, if someone's going to whisper to you, you can't whisper from a distance. You can't hear them from a distance. But you have to get very close. And God always wants intimacy. He wants, you to pull, he wants to pull you in. So Elijah heard God's voice, and there was three scenarios. There was the fire, there was the wind, and the earthquake. And then you would think that God was in the fire, God was in the wind, or God was in the earthquake. But he didn't speak through those big, massive things. But he compared it, and it juxtaposed right next to the whisper, and he says, no, I'm going to speak to you through the whisper. And so this whole series is week two, and we have, uh, have two more after this about how God speaks to us through whisper, and it causes us to lean in. It causes us to create space, and, in, and it causes us to get closer to God. And, and here's, here's how we're breaking it down. We have, we, uh, and it's based on this book called Whisper by Mark Batterson. If you want to pick that up, I'd really encourage you. It, it would help, help along the way. Um, but seven languages of God. Mark Batterson lays these out. And so the, the, this is not an exhaustive lift, list. God can speak to you through in, in other ways, but this is what we found to be the main ways God speaks to you. And number one is what we're talking about today, is God's, wor- is God's Word. God, number one, speaks to us through Scripture. But then He also speaks to us through people, which is, as my wife just shared, is God speaks to us through community. If you're not in a community group, I just recommend that you plug into one today. And he speaks to us through pain. He speaks to us through promptings. He speaks to us through desires and doors that opened. And he speaks to us through dreams. So next week, we're talking about people, pain, and promptings. And then the following week, we're talking about desires, doors, and dreams. And so you're not going to want to miss it. And I believe as, we, as God speaks to us here and God speaks, but, but more importantly, God's going to speak to you at, at, at your, in your bedroom when you open up your scripture or, or when you're even on the way to work and you turn, on, um, you turn on the Bible reading plan and it's speaking to you as you're driving to work and you're as open, you're ready to receive it. I believe God's going to speak to us in a big way, but wherever you're at, I believe God wants to communicate three things. And this is this is something I didn't get from a book, but this is something I was, I was praying about. I was like, what does God really want to communicate to each one of us? And I believe it's one, one of three things. And God either wants to communicate to you. He wants to communicate either direction, correction, or affirmation. God either wants to speak to you direction. Hey, this is where I want you to go. God either wants to speak to you correction. Hey, stop doing that. You need to cut it, come back this way. Or God wants to speak to you affirmation and just, a, just this last week, I was, I was in prayer, and I felt like God spoke to me that third, third line. And it was something so simple that is found in Scripture, and that God just wanted me to know that He loved me. God just wanted to know, and because I was thinking about a lot of things, and anybody else can have their mind just wander into a million places. And then God just brought me back to saying, hey, Lauren, I love you. And when God speaks to you, man, it changes everything. It's a solution. I wasn't worried about, that th- about those things because I was, I was thinking about what I'm not doing right. And then God spoke to me. He says, Lauren, I love you. And that was a solution to my problem right there. I felt peace. I felt joy after just hearing God remind me and affirm me that he loves me. And so I want I to communicate today. Like a lot of us, when we talk about the Bible, we're saying like, man, that, that's very intimidating. There's, the Bible is massive, 66 books. And there's the Old Testament, which is super confusing. There's the New Testament, which is really challenging. And even the, and the end part, it's really confusing too. But I wanna, my prayer today is that we would start somewhere. You want to hear God's voice? Start with God's word. It doesn't matter. You don't have to become overwhelmed with trying to read multiple chapters a day. You can even just read one verse a day. And if that speaks to you, then, that, then that's a step forward. That's better than nothing at all. So I want to encourage you to, to take a step forward. Wherever you're at on this room, maybe you're, you already are opening up God's word every day. I want, this is going to challenge you to have a new perspective and a new heart with that. But maybe you're not anywhere on the spectrum. Maybe you're not even opening up God's word at all. And that's absolutely fine. But I want to encourage you today to take a step. There's so many ways to do it. Take a step. Download the YouVersion Bible app on your phone. And just open it up and, and, and spend fifteen minutes and just ask God to speak to you through that, or just just carve out a time. It, it takes creating space. But I'm going to give you three things, and I want to challenge you with these of how we hear God's voice through Scripture. And so, three ways we can we can come about we we come about um, hearing God's voice through Scripture. Number one is this: we come to God's Word prayerfully. Number one is prayerfully. So I've, I'm, I'm a big person on being prepared. A lot of times I overprepare for this time. I spend a lot of time, and, and, I, and I think too much. But there's something really powerful about being prepared to receive something. I thought about it like this. We have an Easter egg hunt every year. It's coming up. It's going to be awesome. But I thought about it's like, a, like showing up to an Easter egg hunt, but with no basket. You know, there's hundreds of eggs everywhere, and you want to get as many as you can. But you're just like every other kid's got a basket. And you're the kid without a basket, and there's no extras. You're just like, oh, okay. And the person says go, and you just run out there, and you're kind of trying to do this. Maybe you, like, l- loop it in your shirt, but then you run, and they fall out. And so I, I um, analogize it to, to that because it's like showing up without a basket is like going into God's word without praying. You might get a few things, but let me tell you, if you go to God's word and you say, God, I want you to speak to me and as, pray that simple prayer before you get into God's word. Because you cannot approach Scripture the same way you approach a novel. You're not reading this for for entertainment. You're reading this for life transformation. You're reading this to receive something powerful. You're reading this so that God will speak to you. And I believe that's so important to just pray that simple prayer. God, let me speak to you. Now, here's this passage. I love it. It's another one in Psalms 119. It talks a lot about God's Word. And in verse 25, he says, Give me life according to your word. Give me life according to your word. Now, that word, that, there's one word that sums up, give me life. And I want you to, to throw it up there real quick. I'm going to come down here. So do you have the Hebrew word up there? Is it up there? The Hebrew word for, no, no, we don't got it? Oh, this was like a big, big, uh, like, part of my message. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Got it. Okay, got it. I was, I was trying to make up something else. Okay, so um, so this word right here. It's a Hebrew word. Now, now, most of us probably haven't taken Hebrew in, in, this, uh, in this place, but how would you guess you pronounce that word? How, J- Jason, how would you guess you pronounce that word right there? Chaya. That's, that is exactly what I thought, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but here is how you pronounce that word. Chaya, just like that. Sorry, I didn't break your collarbone, did I? Okay, so that's how you pronounce that word, and I thought it was amazing. It's like Chaya, but you... Kind of sound like you're hawking a loogie right before. Chaya. Just make sure you don't do that. Now, I thought that was amazing because the word means to be restored to life or health. In the the King James Version, it just uses the word quicken. To quicken us according to his word. And I love that. I feel like we should pray that every time because God, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you open up God's word and something sticks out to you. Something just speaks right to you, and then you just, it's, it's a Holy Spirit karate chop, like right to you. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Look at your neighbor and just give him a Holy Spirit karate chop. Just go, right now, come on, just to your neighbor. There's going to be a report on the news. Several fights broke out in the middle of church, making the news one way or the other. I'm just kidding. So this word, I believe, is, is so important for us to realize because the psalmist wrote this with the idea of saying, this is my heart, and this is what I want you to do through God's word. God's word, I want you to restore me to life. I want you to quicken my spirit because God's word is not just a novel. It's not just words. It's God breathed. It's, it's useful for us. It is, it is the spirit of God working through the Holy Scripture. So my encouragement is you'll hear, God's verse, you'll hear God's voice when you read God's word prayerfully. And then the second thing is you'll hear God's voice when you, hear God, when you read God's word consistently. Now, do you ever notice those people that like start something and they're like, hey, I'm going to do this. And then like a day later, you ask them about it and you're like, hey, how's it going? And they're just like, nah, stopped. I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it. Like, they start going to the gym. They're like, yeah, I'm pumped. And like two days later, it's like, how's it going? It's like, nah, I gave up on it. I didn't really see a change in my life. And it's like, dude, you went for one day. Like, come on. And I think that's often how we feel about Scripture. We're like, okay, I'm going to get, get the pastor was talking about reading God's Word. I'm going to get hyped about doing this. I'm going to do it. And then we open up, and we're like two verses in. You're like, just toss it. And like, no, that's not working. It's not working for me. That's not... And I believe God wants to see that you're serious about hearing his heart. You're serious about hearing his voice. You're serious about knowing him closer. You're serious about, about wanting to hear God's voice. And that's why I say consistently. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be like, okay, look, I read 25 chapters today. But, but my, my encouragement is that the Bible is not for us. We're not just trying to get through the Bible, but the Bible supposed to get through to us and we're supposed the bible is supposed to get through us and in us and so the goal isn't just like look i checked off this these passages but having a prayerful mindset and having a consistent mindset and then you start to know the word of god psalms 119 verse 11 says i have stored up your word in my heart that i might not sin against you and I can look back on times in my life when I was in a situation where I wanted to know what to do, and a verse just came to me, and a verse, because I, because I read it, and because I didn't just read it through, but I tried to internalize it. Here's a few tips, this is going to be real practical for a minute. What I used, I've done this at different times in my life, and as I would read the Bible, I would highlight one verse, say I read one chapter, and I would highlight one verse that just stands out to me. And then I would go, and I, once I was done with it, I would go right back, I'd find that verse, and then I would write it down on a 3x5 card. That morning, I would just write it down on a 3x5 card, and I would, I would think about it, and then I would take that card and just put it in my pocket for the day. And throughout the day, I'd be like, oh wait, let me get my keys, and then that would come out and I would look at it. And I would read it and be like, oh, cool. And then I'd feel it again and just be reminded of it. And I'd come out and look at it and read it. And it just started to internalize with me. And I can look back to exactly, like, I can picture it in my mind, a time when that happened. And it still sticks with me today. It was Romans 8.28. And I talked about, and it, and it says that God works in all things for those who, who are called to his purpose and who love him. And, and that stuck with me from, from over 15 years ago. And, it's, and that's just a simple way of internalizing it and hiding God's word in your heart. There, I mentioned earlier, there's the U version Bible plan. You can, you can open up and it just encourages you and says, hey, here's, a, here's just one chapter you can read today. My, uh, and you can do this with people. Remember I was talking about how God speaks to us through community? There's a list of like 15 guys that I'm a part of reading the Bible in one year. And um, a lot of them are from from this church. And um, we're just able to see it even holds you accountable on the app. There's a little checkbox if you read read the passage or not. So we're like looking on there like, uh oh, Billy didn't read today. Like text him like, hey, you slacking. But but we're able to hold each other accountable. And we're and it's a simple tool that keeps us consistent in God's word. Because if you feel God's, and and you know God's word, so here's a really important thing, because God's word is the baseline for everything we do. So if you hear God's word, if you hear God's voice, and it's speaking to you something that is not Scripture, that goes against Scripture, you're not hearing God's voice. I want to make that absolutely clear. If you're hearing God's voice speak to you something in your heart, and it's not, does not line up with Scripture, you're hearing, the God, you're hearing the wrong voice. See, because Scripture is the, the baseline. Scripture is the lens we look through. S- scripture is the filter we push everything through that we hear God's voice, and we say, does this line up with Scripture? If not, we're not hearing the right voice. Because sometimes you can, you can feel God doing something, and you're like, is that God? Is that not? I would encourage you that the filter that you use is God's Word, and you know that when you're consistent with God's Word. When you're consistent, you'll be able to hear God's voice. The last thing is this: is uh, approach God's word humbly. Approach God's word with humility, with saying, "God, I'm open to this." Have you ever tried to um, correct somebody or tell someone something, and they were just they just blew you off? Um, I was remembering this time I worked at Costco for about like four months. It was like a seasonal job, and I was thinking about this time. I was I was in the morning. I would stock. I would bring in all this, these pallets of, of product, and I, was, I would load up, um, load up the displays. And then once, once the store opened for the last few hours of the day, I would go around and push carts. And I loved it because I would actually like just be doing something physical, and I was getting paid to do it. So I'm like, I don't need to go to the gym. I'm just running around. And, um, and so, but I would, I'm always like an analytical thinker. As I'm doing something, I'm looking for a more efficient way of doing it. And I, was always, and I thought of a number of ways, and I brought a couple to my supervisor. I told him, I was, I was pushing carts, I was like, there's a better way to do this. I, I straight up looked at it, I'm like, there's a better way to do these carts, because they're all packing up over here, and if we put one there and there, it's not, and the, with the way the cars come in, it just makes more sense. And so I like prepared a little, almost a little presentation, and I said, hey, I think this is a way we could really improve how we're doing our, our shopping carts, because I know he's not out there, and he basically said, right, right as I came up to him and I presented it, he's like, nah, we've already thought about it, the way we have it is the way we want it. And I respected that. I'm like, who am I? I'm just coming in. And so what I thought about as I was remembering a time I was trying to correct someone, he didn't listen to me or he didn't, he probably listened to me, but he didn't do anything about the information I gave him because he didn't really believe that I was a reliable source. He didn't really believe that I knew better than he did. And and as I thought about that, I said, I think a lot of people ultimately don't hear God's voice Because we don't really believe that he knows better than we do. That's what it comes down to. That's really when you boil it down to your heart. A lot of us don't hear God's voice because when it comes down to it, we don't actually believe that God knows better than we do. Because we think, look, God, you don't understand. I'm looking at it from this perspective. I understand that I need need these finances to push me through here. But God has the 30,000 feet elevation Perspective on it, and God sees things that we just don't. And so, if you're at that point where you really come down, ask yourself: Do I really believe that God knows better than I do? When you're see, making decisions, is when that really comes out because you can be in church and just be like, "Yeah, I believe in God." See, sing this song saying, "I believe in you," but do you really believe that? Do you really believe all those things that that when it comes down to it, that you're able to put, put it into action? And you're able to say, no, I absolutely believe that you know better than me. And I'm able to say that. And I'm humbly coming before you and saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And whatever you say, I'm going to do it. See, many of us say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But once you tell me, I'm going to decide if I want to do it or not. But, but the, the humble mindset is just to say, God, um, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. That is a dangerous prayer to pray but it's one of those most powerful and it was one of those my life-changing prayers you can pray is, God, speak to me, and whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. First Peter 5 is one of the most challenging verses for me. It, 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 it really rocks you. It shows the dichotomy of pride and humility. It says, God opposes the pride or opposes the proud. God is, God is straight up against it. God opposes the proud, just the last part of that verse. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When it it like that, do you want to be pr- prideful or, or humble? It's like, no, I don't want God coming against me. Trust me, I know God's the most powerful force in the universe. I don't want God opposing me. But God's grace, God's gift, God's strength, man, I want that. And God gives that to us when we say, God, whatever you want to do, and trust that he knows better. Trust that he's, God, I believe that you know better than everything I do. I believe that you see things I don't, and I'm going to let go of control. I know some of us are really, we like to be in control. We're controlling people. We need to have everything under control, but God asks us to let go and say, God, I believe that you see things that I don't, and I'm going to humble myself and say, God, speak to me, and I'll do it whatever you want me to do. Speak to me, and maybe I need direction. Maybe today you need you need some correction. Maybe God's saying, "Hey, this is a dire- this is where you're going, and you need to turn it back this way." And that's one of the hardest. That's where you need humility the most. But maybe God, maybe you're here today, and you just need some affirmation. You need God to speak to to you and say, "Like God, I'm on the right path, right? God, am I doing what you said I'm supposed to be doing? Am I am I doing the right thing right now, God?" I've prayed that prayer many times. Maybe some of us just need to hear that this morning. God desires to speak to you, but it causes us to be prayerful. It causes us to be consistent. It causes us to to be humble as we approach his word. So my my question to, to you today is, do you really believe that God knows better? I mean, do you really believe that God knows better than your situation, whatever you may be going through? Do you really believe that? Because when it comes down to it, God does. I've seen it happen over in my life so many times. And and just letting go is such a powerful and freeing feeling. And I I believe, I've been very excited about our church lately. I've, I've been more excited than I ever have been about our church in two and a half years. I've, I've just I just feel this momentum. We keep on adding all these chairs. But as I was praying about, I said, I don't want to just see an inc- I don't want to just see more people come and start filling up a room. That's not our vision. That was never our vision. Just to be big, just to ha- just to grow. But our vision has always been to lead people to find life and freedom in Jesus. And so I never want to to grow in quantity without growing in the quality of our of maintaining our vision. And I believe that is so key for the people in our, this room to absolutely hear God's voice. And being transparent with you, I've been praying very, I've been asking God that prayer. Speak to me because I want to hear your voice. Because I feel like as we continue to grow, that causes us to ask some bigger questions on, on how we're going to lead this church. And so I'd ask you for your prayers as well for me, that I would hear God's voice and, and that our leadership team would hear God's voice in, in the direction we want to go. But, but as I share that, I, I want to make sure that we're all hearing God's voice, that we're all finding life and freedom. And that life and freedom comes from knowing God's voice. So I'm going to, the, the worship team is going to sing that song again. And it's, I just loved it because it says, I believe. And I just asked you that question. Do you really believe God is who he says he is? And then I want to just challenge us to just to leave here and tomorrow morning, this afternoon, that we would be prayerful, that we would be consistent. We would be humble as we approach God's word. And so um, the prayer team is going to come up. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up right now. And we're going to start singing these words. And right when we start singing, if you just feel like you you want to hear God's voice, I want you to, to come up at that time. I want you to come up at the time, but but as as the prayer team is coming up here, I'm just going to ask you to to uh, to bow your heads, and I want to give you the opportunity to respond.